Blog Talk Radio. Yes, good evening, good evening. Welcome to Blessings Our Guest Radio Hour. Yes, we all just want to be closer to God. We want to have that faithful walk with the Lord, and we all want to make it in heaven one day. So being closer to him, there are some steps to be closer to the Lord. One, you have to gain a personal relationship with God. Let me just tell you quickly how you do that. First, to do that, go into a church, pick up a Bible, and learn what the steps are. It's not going to happen overnight, but once you learn then you can do 
the necessary steps. And then once you're starting that personal relationship with God, you are going to repent for your sins. You are going to be baptized. And you are going to seek for the Holy Ghost. That is our comfort that God left us here. Because he will never leave us nor forsake. That Holy Ghost is him leaving a comfort that we'll feel safe and covered under the blood. No matter what happens in the day, we should all know that God is keeping us covered under the blood. A little bit of some enrichment for you tonight. Welcome again to Blessings by Grace Radio Hour. Tonight is Thursday, the Power Hour, Food for the Soul Bible Study. This Bible study is so on fire, so on point, that you cannot miss this. Because when you miss this, you miss the Word of God that's going to be spiritually seen. It's going to be put down in your soul. This is an opportunity to learn something, to have some nourishment and some knowledge grace about something like this. This is an opportunity to be fed. All you need is your Bible. Follow along. Write the scriptures down. Reread and reread and reread the scriptures because guess what? This is for your edification, your knowledge, for your hunger. God said, neither shall they hunger nor shall they thirst anymore. He wasn't talking about sitting at the dinner table eating real food. He was talking about spiritual. That means when you drink of his water, you're never thirsty again. When you eat the knowledge from the Bible, that's keeping you spiritually fed. But also, don't just read it. Obtain it and absorb it because it does work. God works. His prayers work. He works. He's everlasting. He changes not. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, Dr. Moore will give you what God said the Lord. He will preach and teach to you the way God designed him to do so. And all you have to do is absorb it like a sponge, soak it in, and then practice it, study it, and then pray on it. And God will make it revealed unto you. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Alfred Moore, God bless everybody. God bless you tonight in Radio Land. Amen. God bless you tonight. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. My announcer tonight. Amen. For those inspired words, encouraging words to God's people tonight. Certainly, amen. We're going to go right into the word of God tonight. Praise the Lord. Tonight is Thursday night, as she has said. It is Bible teaching night. It is amen. Food for a thought tonight. This is something, amen, that you can eat of all this week. And amen, not only this week, but if it bless your soul, amen, it can carry you on into eternity. We are here, amen, sharing the word of God with you. God's word is life. Amen. If you allow the word of God is the same, the same in you, you, you can live tonight. Praise the Lord. And that's what, what we are here tonight, amen, is to bring you God's word. Almighty God, as we attempt to go into thy word tonight, let your blessing be upon your people all over the land, and we're going to give you praise in Jesus' name. Thank the Lord. Amen. We are going to call your attention tonight to Romans, the sixth chapter, verse 1 through 6, and Colossians, the second chapter, verse 10 through 13. I shall read, amen, from Romans, amen, the sixth chapter, verse 1 through 6. It says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abide? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not? That so many of us, 
as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized unto his death. Wherefore, we are buried with him by baptism unto death. That like as Christ was risen up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also shall walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we shall not serve sin. Colossians chapter 2 and 10 through 13, and ye are completed in him, which is the head of all principalities and powers in whom also you are circumcised with a circumcision made without hand and putting off the body of the sin of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Bear with him in baptism, whereunto also you are risen with him through faith of the operation of God, who has risen him from the dead. And you being dead in your sin and the uncircumcision of your flesh, has he quickened together with him, having forgiven all of your trespasses. Acts 22 and 16. And now... Why tarry thou? Arise and be baptized. And wash away thou sin, calling on the name of the Lord. My beloved, we are going to talk about saved by baptism. Saved by baptism. The writer in Romans says, amen. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abide? God forbids a Christian to continue to walk in sin. Once he has delivered them from sin, God does not want a Christian to continue to walk in sin or to play with sin or to nourish sin. God forbids us. How shall we that are dead to sin? Now, if we died in Christ, we ought to be dead to sin. Live any longer there in it. If you are dead to sin, you don't practice sin. You don't want sin, amen, is to live in you if you are dead. Because we're living now unto Jesus Christ, saved by baptism. Know ye not that so many of us 
and were baptized unto Jesus Christ. We were baptized unto his death. When we were baptized into Jesus Christ, we were baptized unto his death. We died with Jesus. We died. The old man died. When we went down in water, it was a type, amen, as Jesus Christ, he died. Baptism is a type of the death of Jesus. And when we are buried in water, we ought to die. Die out of sin. Sin should not have any more dominion over us. Saved by baptism. First Peter three and twenty one says the like figure wherever to even baptism does doesn't also now save us. But put away of the flesh, of the filters of the flesh. But the answer of a good conscience towards God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Baptism is essential to us today. In the New Testament, salvation, just as circumcision was important to the Hebrew covenant relationship with Jehovah. So is baptized and is very essential to us as a Christian. We must understand the meaning of being baptized. Baptism is an essential step in the journey of salvation. It does not just place a person into a local assembly. It is part of the cleanness process of redemption. When we are when we are when we are baptized, it's a cleanness process of redemption. Baptism is and it is important to New Testament. Salvation, as circumcision was to the Jews of the Old Testament. Now, amen, if you know anything about the Jews of the Old Testament, if they was not circumcised, then they had no part with the Lord. Every child, every every male child at the age of eight years old had to be circumcised. They believed that. That was their covenant. That was their agreement that they had made with God. Every male child had to be circumcised. That was under the Old Testament, and that was the covenant, amen, God had gave to the Jews. But on the other side, this new side, baptism is essential to circumcision. It ought to be very important to every born-again child of God, is to be baptized. 
I'm talking, amen, about water baptism now. To be baptized in water. Although scholars disagree concerning, amen, full history of the use of water baptism, John the Baptist was clear. The first in the New Testament to come and exercise this ritual or intimate. Jesus embraced the principles of baptizing. Jesus himself, he embraced it. Jesus said it was all right. And he further commissioned the practice of water baptism during his ministry. Moreover, the apostles obeyed the commandment of Christ and continued the practice of water water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Now I want you to, amen, understand and hear the scripture. They did it, amen, according to the commandments of Jesus Christ. They baptized, the apostles baptized, I-N, in the name of Jesus Christ. Water baptism. In the name of Jesus Christ, it associates a believer with the bearer of Christ. You've been buried, amen, down in Jesus' name. Associate you with Jesus. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism unto death. Die out of your sin. You got to die. Die out of your sin. That like as Christ was risen up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also shall walk in the newness of life. When you are baptized and been buried in water, when you come up from being baptized, you ought to be a new creature. You bury that old man in his deeds when you was uh, put under the water. You bury that old man. You bury sin. And you ought to come up walking in the newness of life. Romans 6 and 4. Water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ is a type of burial and leaving behind our sin. Risen from the watery grave to walk with Christ in newness of life. Truly we are saved by baptism. Oh, when we understand it, amen, when we have been buried, 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 
Amen. We ought to come up walking in the newness of life. Sometimes we, we don't crucify that old man, the thing that we used to do. Amen. Before we were baptized, we don't do them anymore. You have been buried with Christ. Now you are a new creature. Baptism alone, amen, does not make us a, a new creature, amen. Before, amen, we are baptized, you have to first repent, repent. You have to get rid of your sin. But I'm talking about water baptism now. But you have to get rid of your sin by asking the Lord is to forgive you. Circumcision is a, was a sign, and it was a covenant God gave to Abraham. God made a covenant with Abraham, and circumcision was a sign, a symbol that he and his offspring were entering into a covenant with God. They agreed with God, amen, that we will obey this covenant. So that is why, amen, every child, every born, uh, a a, a boy, child, amen, had to be circumcised because that was agreement between God and Israel. Now, remember, these were Jews people, Jewish people. He said, this is my covenant, which ye shall keep between me and you. And thou see after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised. Genesis 17 and 10. It was to be performed when the male infant was eight days old. Moreover, God was clear that it, if a person did not obey this covenant, his soul shall be cut off from his people. It, 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 it was so important until God said, if they didn't obey this covenant, his soul was going to be involved. Your soul is the most important thing that there is in the sight of the Lord. It's your soul. But it was going to be cut off if they didn't keep this covenant or this agreement that God had made with them. Read it in Genesis 17 and 14. But the practice of circumcision was not just an Old Testament ritual. It continued until the time of Christ and his disciples. John the Baptist was circumcised, according to Luke 159, as was Jesus Christ himself, according to Luke 2 and 21. Father, the apostle, Paul, had his Greek new convert 
Kennedy circumcised to avoid offending the Jews to whom he was ministering to, according to Acts 16 and 13. Uh, 16 and 3, I'm sorry. Paul had Timothy to be circumcised because he was ministering to the Jews and he was not a Jew. And so he didn't want the Jews to get offended. So he had him circumcised. But Paul realized that Gentiles was not under the Jewish ordinance and therefore was not required to have all made circumcised. Now we're talking about two groups of people. We're talking about Jews, and now, amen, in the new dispensation of time, the Gentile was adopted into the royal family. But God did not require them to be cut by the foreskin like the Jews did. To have all of the male circumcision. In Acts chapter 15 and 1, man came from Judah saying, except you be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. You see, we have to be careful today. People will lay things up on you that sometimes you, it's not necessarily, it'll be laid up on you. Now, that was some Jewish brothers, amen, come from Judah, amen, saying, except you be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you can't be saved. Consequently, Paul and Barnabas and the elders of Jerusalem helped the first Joan Comfort to decide what they should do. They were in the midst of a Jewish segment, and, and, and that was the belief of the Jews, amen, is that you have to be circumcised. But now... Amen. It was coming to a time that the Gentile was coming in. And they had to have, they had to call a conference to see what was necessary to do. There is safety in the multitude of a council. And without it the people will fall. Proverbs eleven and fourteen. After the brothers had met to consider the matter, they stated, For it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. We ain't going to put up on you. No more than what is necessary. You know, sometimes 
We put up on people things that is not necessary. But these men of God had prayed and, and they had fasted and they went through the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost spake to them and told them, amen, what to do in such a time like this. He would give us understanding, and he would give us wisdom through the Holy Ghost. It is so, it's a beautiful thing, amen, is to have the Holy Spirit, because, amen, when we pray, the Holy Spirit will give us wisdom. It will give us understanding how to do things that we don't know how to do. Or we have not confronted. If it's a new challenge, depend upon the Holy Ghost. Jesus will speak through us. Through the Holy Ghost. Father in the comfort, Paul and Bonneville, they submitted to the council of the apostles and the elders. Acts 15 and 16. They did not require circumcision of a new Gentile convert. It was not necessary for, amen, the Gentile is to be circumcised. Not like the Jews had been circumcised. That was not the agreement that God made with the Gentile. He made that with the Jews. Circumcision was important to the Old Testament Jews. But it fulfilled in the New Testament even more important. Water baptism took the place of circumcised in the New Covenant, in the New Agreement. Yes, the New, New Testament is our covenant. And we then told the Lord we will obey our government. So water baptism replaced the ritual of the physically circumcision. And it is an essential element of New Testament salvation. And here we in a day and time that some folks saying you don't need to be baptized in water. It's not necessarily for you to be baptized in water. Well, you're going to contrary to the word of God because the word of God is telling us it's very essential for us to be baptized in water. The Apostle Paul described the essentialness of water baptism by stating that it is like circumcising of the heart. Now, water baptism is also like a circumcision, amen. But amen, it is, amen, cutting away, not your foreskin, but cutting away the sins of your heart when you, amen, it's been water baptized. You're cutting away the sin. You're telling the Lord, Lord, I, I, I'm not going to, uh, 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 willingly sin anymore. I'm not going to break your law anymore willingly. 
what shall we say then? Shall we continue uh, in sin? That grace may by God forbid. We're living in a time now, amen, that people, uh, they don't think, amen, done wrong sometimes is sin. But when you are baptized in Jesus' name, for the remission of your sin, you ought not want to sin no more. If God hates sin, you ought to hate sin. I didn't say hate the sinner. I say hate sin, no matter who it is, what kind of sin they are done. If God hates sin, you as a believer that has been changed, you ought to hate sin. You, you, you should not want to put up with sin. Romans 2 and 28 and uh, 29 says, For he is not a Jew, which is one hourly. Neither is that circumcision, which is hourly in the flesh. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly. And circumcised is that of the heart, in the spirit, and not in the letter. Who who praise is not a man but of God. Paul will let me know he means, yes, I'm a Jew and I've been circumcised, but listen, Jesus had to change my heart. Jesus had to cleanse me from the inside. The outside stereo wouldn't do, but God had to work on our heart. Second Corinthians three and three says, "For as much as you are manifested, declared to be the epistles of Christ, ministered by us, written not by ink, but with the Spirit of the Living God." Not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart. This thing is written on our heart now. Not, amen. Not by reading the table of stone, amen, but amen. It is engraved in our heart. The law of God, the handwriting of God is engraved in our heart. We have been circumcised. From the heart. We have been, amen, from the heart to live for Jesus. The circumcision of Christ is ascribed by putting off the body of sin of the flesh. Put off the body. Put off, put, put, put sin off. Don't, don't be satisfied living in sin and you say that you are a child of God. Don't you be satisfied. Don't be impressed. Uh, people say they know the Lord and they're living in sin, and you know they are living in sin. And listen, it's nothing for you to smile about. It's nothing for you to pat them on the shoulder and tell them to go on, amen, and you know they're living in sin. As I made a statement earlier, God hates sin, and all believers also hate sin. 
Now I can confess Jesus as my Lord and my Savior, and I'm sinning. Well, as Jesus see me, I'm I, I, I'm still unsaved. I I have not, I, I have not my heart haven't been cleaned up like I'm confessing that it should be. Don't let sin range in your model body that you should obey in the lust thereof. When sin come, kill it. Because if you don't kill sin, sin gonna kill you. Colossians 2 and 11, this is done by being buried with him in baptism. You got to be buried with him, amen, by baptism. Colossians 2 and 12, this spiritually circumcision is through faith of the operation of God. Colossians 2 and 12, amen, be spiritually circumcised. All believers now must be spiritually circumcised. The Lord has to clean us from our heart. I'm talking about the Gentiles and the Jews now, amen, as well. As we come under the blood of Jesus, a new covenant has been given up. A new agreement has been given up. And that was under the shed blood of Jesus as he paid the price on Calvary. The ark of eight souls was saved by water. Clearly, Peter recognized the extension of water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. I I want to emphasize on that a little bit. Listen, Peter says, Amen. Be baptized in the name, in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't fight the word. The Bible says when you find the light, he say, walk there in it. Now, many of you, amen, is reading the word of God, and you hearing the word of God, but you have been baptized in something else, and amen, you're too stubborn because, amen, you've been in a place so long and don't want to admit that you're wrong, but the Bible says, amen, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. This is food for thoughts tonight. I only can give you what the word of God says. Read it for yourself. Now, after the Gentile received the Holy Ghost in the home of Cornelius, Peter commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Cornelius, amen. Was a Gentile. And Peter, amen, didn't not want to go. Amen to a Gentile because Peter thought, amen, Gentiles were dirty. God had to show Peter, man, that the Gentiles, amen, when God cleans something, amen, uh, God said, don't you call it common and unclean. But one thing I love about Peter, Peter was obedient when, amen, he had to go down to Joppa. Praise the Lord now to Cornelius' 
amen, dwelling. He went on down there, Acts the 10th chapter, and the 41st verse says, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. They were gathered at Cornelius' house, Jews and Gentiles. The, the Jews, amen, came along uh, with Peter, and amen, the Gentile was already there at Cornelius' house. But they never had experienced nothing like this before. Cornelius had been crying out to the Lord that he wanted salvation. But salvation was only supposed to be given at that time to the Jews. But when Jesus died, Jesus didn't die for Jew only. Jesus died for the whole world. That's why we love that scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And as Peter was at Cornelius' house, he said, and they are the circumcision which believe were astonished. As many as come with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. That is something, amen, that the Gentiles were looking for. And amen, at the time, some of the Jews were suffering because they only thought it was for them. But amen, when Peter obeyed the Lord, God pulled his spirit out. Joel says as this. In the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men the dream, dream, and your young men shall see vision. He said, for they heard them speak with tongue and magnified God. Then Peter answered, they heard them. The other one, the one that came with Peter, they heard them. Amen. Speak. Amen with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered. He said, can any man forbid water? Come on, you got to be baptized. Amen. Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized? Which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? They don't receive the Holy Ghost just like we don't receive it. Now, amen. Can they forbid water? The next verse says, and he commanded them to be baptized. He commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. That is, in the name of Jesus. Then prayed they him to tire certain days. Amen. Hallelujah. Peter says, amen. They had to be baptized. Amen. And these eight souls, amen, that was in the ark, praise the Lord. Peter commanded, amen, them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. According to Acts, amen, uh, 10 and 48, he later wrote of the essential of water baptism, the life figure, whereunto even baptism does, doesn't also now save us, not the putting away of the flesh, uh, uh, of the filters of the flesh, 
but the answer of a good conscience towards God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. First Peter three and twenty one. It's my a good conscience, a clean conscience that the Lord has cleansed you from your sin. This is a type of baptism. Peter compared the role of water baptism in salvation to the role of water of salvation of Noah and his family on the ark. The water that put to death all of the unbelievers were the means of salvation for Noah and his family. When God allowed the flood to come and drown all of those in Noah's days, water was a means of escape for all of those that were in the ark. That was a type of spiritually baptizing. They literally rose above sin. When they when, when they were in the in the ark, they literally rose above sin. And death of this world and were saved by water. First Peter three and twenty. Being baptized in our day and time, we will discuss Amen how we should be baptized. The water does not clean us physically. It cleans us spiritually. If baptism was only, if baptism was once an option, or only place a person into a local assembly, why would Peter command baptizing in Acts 10? He, he clearly, water baptism is valuable. Water baptism is valuable. Paul admonished the Corinthians not to be ignorant either by reason of misfortune or by disregard concerning the principles of baptizing. 1 Corinthians 10, 1 and 2. The cloud that represented the spirit that guided the Israelites through the wilderness and their salvation from Egypt. It involved their passing through the Red Sea. The Israelites went down into the sea and walked across out on dry land unto the promised land. This was a spiritually baptism. God baptized Israel when they went through the Red Sea. He baptized them. And they walked through on dry land. Hallelujah. Paul obviously, obviously saw these events as typical of the importance of water and spiritually, baptism. 
We walk into the water of baptism from our simple part. And we arise out of the water with a promise of receiving the Holy Ghost, which introduced us to a brand new life. When we are baptized, amen, it, it, it promises us a new beginning. A new beginning. Because you're leaving everything behind that you used to do. All of your frolic ways that you used to do, you're leaving them behind. And you say, I'm going to start off brand new. The phrase, baptized unto Moses, it means that all the Israelites followed the example of Moses as he led them from Egypt into the will of God. This is the same example given by our Lord Jesus when he was baptized to fulfill all righteousness. Matthew 3 and 15. Now Jesus is our example, and Jesus told John, suffer it to be so. John says, behold the Son of God who come to take away the sins of the world. He'd say, I'm not worthy to baptize you, but the Lord himself says, suffer to be so, John, for all righteousness. All the Israelites was baptized under Moses, and all believers should be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, according to Acts 2 and 38. Have you been down in Jesus' name? Amen. Such the scripture. For in them you think you have eternal life, but they are they that testify to me. Have you been down in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins? Don't be satisfied with what somebody done told you. Read the word of God for yourself. The Lord led his people from Egypt to the promised land through the watery way of the Red Sea, which became the way of their salvation from Egypt. Interestingly, he also had chosen the watery way as a point of the essential of salvation for us. Amen. For cleaning us of our sin, there is no other way to receive the remission of sin than through water baptism in Jesus' name. It is it's so important tonight, amen, for you is to be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of, for the forgiveness of your sin. Go down in Jesus' name. Oh, I praise Hallelujah. I feel, amen, the Lord is talking to somebody's spirit tonight. You can go down in Jesus' name for the remission of your sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The preaching of John the Baptist. John the Baptist 
the last Old Testament prophet. He preached at water baptism for all people as preparing to receive the Messiah. Isaiah 40 and 3 and Matthew 3 and 3. John preached baptism of repentance. John said you've got to repent. That's what John preached, repentance. Mark 1 and 4, which gives insight to the reason for baptizing. John, amen, preached repentance, saying there is one coming is greater than I am, whom shoes I'm not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the fire and Holy Ghost. There's a water baptism, and there's a Holy Ghost baptism. And he came unto all the countries about Judah, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sin, uh, the forgiveness of your sin, Luke 3 and 3. John preached. John preached repentance. Uh, today we ought to continue to preach repentance. The scripture uh, described concerning water baptism. And they clearly define the way to be baptized. And John also uh, baptized in Ana near to Selim because there was much water there. And they came and were baptized. The people came, amen, and they were baptized according to John. They came and were baptized. The Greek word baptismal means to emerge, a submerge, or to make overwhelming, or fully wet. Amen. When you, when, when, when we, you are buried in Jesus' name, you can't, amen, come up hands dry. You got to be emerged. You got to be buried. When we're talking about real baptism, you got to be buried for the remission of your sin. Clear water. You should be buried in clear water. Baptism, amen, is to be done in water by emerging. No other way, praise the Lord. You got to be, amen, it's a type of the death of Jesus. You got to be like Jesus. Jesus died and he was buried. And so when we put on baptism, we ought to be buried in Jesus' name. John the Baptist was so called because of his doctrine of baptism. He's saying he, he, was, he was a baptizer. Amen. He didn't mind, amen, putting you on the water. Baptism could never be biblically administered by sprinkling for the mean of the word itself 
would prelude such an ideal. The ideal of sprinkling came from the unbiblical practice of some who baptized infants. The Greek word for sprinkling is a different word. John gave us two important principles of baptism. Baptism is done in water by immersion, and baptism is done for the remission of our sin. This is Dr. Moore. We'll pick up on Amen on next week on Amen, water baptism in Jesus' name. God bless you. We love you tonight. Into the hand of my announcer. Into the hand of my announcer tonight. Amen. This is Dr. Moore saying, we love you tonight. Continue to pray for us that, amen, we will word as his word is given to us through the Holy Ghost. God bless you, amen. Praise the Lord. Come on down to Great All Nation, amen, and be with us on Sunday morning, amen, and let us have a glorious time in Jesus Christ. Thank you, amen. God bless you, and good night.